Alright, you're my people. Listen, yeah, before we even get into it. Listen, everyone wake up. Maldini, Maldini, wake up. Vidic, wake up. Terry, Terry, Nesta, Cannavaro, everyone wake up. Listen, Harry Maguire just dropped the best performance from a centre-back in a national tournament ever. 10 out of 10. Oh my days, listen. Ah, what a day. What a day. I'm hype. And you know what it is, yeah? It's just that it was on the biggest stage. You know, Euros, one, you know, one game that whole day. Oh, no, 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 two games, but like, you know, one game on at, at, at one time. So you know that everyone in the football world is watching that one game. And a guy that you've been backing for time kind of announces himself, drops a serious performance and everyone kind of wakes up and is like, oh, okay, cool, I get it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I know some people, they be speaking on Maguire's name without even really watching United too crazy. And just going along with the narratives that the media have been portraying, the haters. So they got to see it for themselves. So now, nah, man, I've chuffed. Obviously, come on, I'm joking. You know I'm joking about best performance of all time from a centre-back and that. But it was a solid performance, man. Shout out Stones as well. That was a good performance. But I know, listen, we're doing it backwards. Yo, my people. I saw Queen's podcast, episode 9. You gotta forgive me for that. You know I'm hype. Maguire have hey man. It's been a rough couple of years, man. We made it. We made it. But yeah, man, a lot of shit has been going on. First of all, before we even get into the Euro stuff, Sancho has signed for United finally. After two to three years. Ah, this has been like the worst transfer saga ever. Like, obviously, I'm so happy that Sancho's come. But the saga was so long. It was a fucking headache. A headache for a good two years. Last summer was stressful. Stressful. Because I feel like, yeah, last summer, especially, like, within United fan bases, it was kind of expected that we would sign Sancho. Obviously, COVID hit. Everything kind of got fucked up. United didn't have peas. Dormant were taking a piss with a price. But I think everyone thought that it would get resolved. And so there was kind of a shock. Like I was shocked that we didn't sign him last year. And my head was gone. Because I'd been preparing since like January that he was going to come. And my head was gone. That day that, um, I don't even know what my name is, Zork. For Dortmund, like the CEO or whatever. And he done the press conference and he was like, yeah, Sancho, we're planning for Sancho next year. He's staying. It's final. Fam, I, th- I think I even deactivated my Insta for him. I mean, my Twitter for him. My head was flying. My head was flying. So, fam, to look back and to look at where we are today, Sancho is a United player. Man. Feels good, man. In terms of on the pitch, um, my expectations for Sancho... You know what, yeah, I know he costs a lot, isn't it? 72 uh, mil, like 90 mil euros or whatever, yeah. I know, listen, that's a big fee, isn't it? But I'm not even really expecting numbers like that from him, you know? Like, I'm not expecting big numbers like 20 goals. I'm not expecting that at all. I think that he's not even that kind of player, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think people would will look at the price and say like 480 mil. 
you have to be that player. Do you know what I mean? And I understand that in terms of like value for money. But for me, Sancho is like a top tier complementary piece to a well-oiled attacking machine. Do you know what I mean? On the right, on the left, like can be almost like a utility man in that like front three that's just behind the, um, or the you know the three behind the striker in the four-two-three-one that Oli plays, because he's elite at a lot of things. Dribbling, uh, final ball is brilliant. Just feel for the game, general IQ, positioning in in attack, knowing when to release it, one or two touch or knowing when to take one or two players on. Like he plays like a proper mature footballer, and I think that is kind of why his transition into the pros was so easy and it was so smooth because his feel for the game is crazy. Like I was watching yesterday, last night I was watching um his his city highlights like match comps in like youth league i think i watched one against villa he was he was good um yeah and what struck me was that he was playing like a a touchline winger on the left for them with foden and brahim diaz he was like hogging the touchline like chalking his boots getting it driving at defenders not even really skilling like sometimes he was just blowing past them uh or like a quick one-two combination and just crossing it in do you know what i mean and like the Ribery um, comparisons that came uh, came up early in his Dortmund career, when I watched those Man City highlights, I proper proper see it. But now, I don't see it so much because I feel like he's adapted his game to still be one of the like elite players whenever he plays, one of the best players on the pitch, despite not maybe being able to breeze past centre backs the way he could at youthly at youth level. You know what I mean? So he definitely looks more dynamic and explosive at youth level. And clearly he can't, like, he doesn't have, like, crazy bursting pace. You know what I mean? So he's not as fast or doesn't seem as fast, even though I, I think that the stuff that he's slow and that is a bit overblown. But he's obviously not, like, some speed demon like someone like Rashford is. But the fact that he can still play at an elite level, I think that's a testament to his ability and his mentality as well, like, knowing that he has to change it up a bit. Now he's way more, like, combination play, you know, patterns of play, quick feet, tight spaces. I'm, I'm excited, man. This is one of the most exciting signings we've had, I think, since since Fergie left, to be honest. Probably the biggest signing for the club since Pogba, so I'm hyped, man. And it also looks like Varane's coming. Mm, Alright, the thing about Varane, yeah... I've been bantering this guy for a little while now, innit? I've been trolling. Just out of boredom, I can't lie, just out of joblessness, fam. But I do not think that he is the player he once was. And, like, you know, people been... I've seen uh, someone that's, like, ver- verified and everything works for ESPN or something. Um, Today, he's saying, like, Varane's coming in to have, like, the VVD... Um, effect or something I don't even know something like VVD impact or something and I'm thinking whoa everybody just chill out for a second he's not that level anymore I don't think mm, people will say that he was probably at like Van Dyke's peak level I don't know about that like listen I can't even be asked to get into that but what you know once upon a time it was like Varane and Van Dyke they're Varane one of the best like one top one top two top three minimum in the world and I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that he's not as good as he once was. But that being said, he is still good. Jokes aside. And he is an upgrade on Lindelof. 
like from a defensive point of view. And I think Lindelof's definitely better than him on the ball, but I think that we need Varane um, as Maguire's partner. I think like people have been talking about all week, Maguire and Varane, the partnership is getting people... It's getting people talking. It's getting people hype. Me, I'm looking at it and on paper, it's looking very, very serious because they complement each other in the right ways. Maguire is excellent on the ball. I know people have been trying to... Well, I think the myth that was on for ages, I don't know why. It just shows that people don't watch football, man. But the myth that Maguire wasn't good on the ball and or was average on the ball and stuff like that. This guy's been one of the top-tier on-ball defenders since... His whole days. I remember that game against at Stamford Bridge when he was on the ball. He was crazy on the ball. Looking like he was playing 10. So, I don't even know why that myth was there anyway. But, you know, it's made it's made the mainstream now that he's good on the ball. And, like, since he's been playing for England. And Varane, not so good on the ball. Still, he's alright. He'll get by. But he's not, like... You can't trust him to be that progressor in the back four. You know what I mean? So... Maguire's covering for Varane's flaws there and obviously we know Maguire, Maguire's biggest flaw in terms of pace and being caught out 1v1. He doesn't get caught out that much by the way but you know everyone's human even though I think he's a superhero you know he might he might have a little flaw there a uh, bit of speed recovery you know and Varane is obviously super fast so that's going to help Yeah, he's going to sweep up Maguire's mistakes if he makes them every once in a while so it looks good on paper man I'm excited, and you know Varane's a massive name. Like, you you can't you can't not get excited at that. You know Varane deal. The money sounds good. Round forty to fifty mil. I'm taking it, man. I'm taking it. So, it's a it's been an active couple of days for United. I'm excited um for the season, man. It's been a good summer. I feel like we haven't had a summer like this in ages. Last summer was horrific. It was proper horrendous. I don't even think there was a Man United rumor till like mid July. So the fact that we've got Sancho done already and Varane, I think, you know, I'm going to go bold. <laughs> I'm going to go bold. I'm going to say Varane deal gets done, wrapped up within a week. I really don't think it's going to be that long. Seems like we're really pushing for him. Tier 1 journalist talking about it. So I'm excited, man. Happy days. Um, in terms of us feeling um, next year, like where we're going to finish, I still don't think we'll win the league, though. Because I feel like the big problem even with all these new players coming in, it's going to be um, central midfield. Right now, McFred, McTominay and Fred, is, is sticking out like a sore thumb. Pogba can... I know Pogba's just had like an all-time campaign with France at the Euros and just looked like the best player easily. But can we trust Pogba in the pivot for a whole season? I don't know. I hope so. I really do hope so. I don't want to see any left-wing bullshit. Or, you know, if Oli thinks about moving back, moving to a midfield three, can we have him as an interior on the left at LCM? I, I would love to see that. But in, even so, in the pivot, I need you there, Pogba. I need you there for 38 games in that pivot. Hopefully, we can get you some help. Kamavinga links been coming up. This is what I'm saying. You're not going crazy. I don't even know what's going on. Like, this is not what I've become accustomed to. United going brazy. Kamavinga links talking about fifty mil. We're really applying pressure to um to Ren. Kamavinga might want to calm that Pogba juice. Listen, Pogba, yeah, I deep it. France love this guy, fam. <laughs> France love this guy. 
when you you know when the prem season is going on yeah and Pogba's in England and it's English media yeah I feel like you forget that Pogba is a global superstar like England English pundits media we know what how they view Pogba and what they think about him but every other outlet across the world is in love with this guy fam who's that guy you know that Spanish guy that's all rubbing his hands off the, the Hazard performance against um, Madrid um, against Chelsea and he's got the long hair and that he's got like some show that that TV show like L L C. I don't even know. I don't want to embarrass myself, but he's all FaceTiming Pogba when Pogba's on the plane back to France and that like talking about Madrid and that Pogba just feeling awkward like just laughing. You know that fake that work laugh. Fam, Manum love this guy in France. I know they they love him. I think Macron loves him. So listen, man, Pogba. I think I think he's got to stay, man. My my opinion on Pogba is always changing, man. It's just annoying. Like I definitely let the media kind of get in my head sometimes, and sometimes I don't appreciate him. But sometimes he pisses me off in a United shirt, man. And I'm I'm not gonna pretend that he's flawless for United, man, because he does dumb shit all the time. Even though he has brilliant games and like his talent is just it's actually unquestionable after that Euros thing. That's what I'm talking about. Like I was sleeping on his ability. Like I was I was thinking, is this guy even world class? And just for him to be putting in those performances in the Euros, like, it's just ridiculous. Looking like a tier above a group of world-class players, you know what I mean? Like, a game like Germany versus France or France versus Portugal filled with world-class players on either team, he's looking a tier above everyone. Like, that is serious, serious talent. And I think that, you know, the contract situation is sticky, but just fucking keep it, man. Just fucking keep him. And if Camavinga can come along, fam, these guys love Pogba, man. Pogba, fam, these guys are all Pogba's sons. They love this guy. Pogba can convince Camavinga to come, man. I think that Camavinga to Paris is more likely, even though they've signed Wijnaldum. But I think we'll be that second choice. And if Pogba can pull it out of the bag, Camavinga, that would be good, man. That would be a six signing as well. Sancho, Varane, Camavinga. Like, this is sounding like career mode. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous, fam. I feel like I'm just taking the piss, but I'm not. Like, this is actually serious links. Serious journalists talking about it. So, I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped for next season. I still don't think we'll win the league, as I said. But we really should be, in it. And the thing about Camavinga, like, the, I think the midfielder tips off, tips um whether we, like, not win it. I don't want to say win the league like that, because... There's serious teams out there, but it tips whether we're serious, serious contenders or if we're just going to be a good team, top four-ish, that midfielder. And Kamavinga, is he that guy now? Is he that guy right now? Because we know the talent. He's just had a disappointing season with Ren because he's young. Like You can't get onto him for that. Like He's 18, 19. You, you can have a, a down year, you know what I mean, at that age. Think like you can't underestimate like the challenges that full season comes in t- for like an eighteen year old. You know what I'm saying? So, is he that guy right now? He doesn't have to be that guy right now. He could be that guy in a couple of years because that signing is a project signing. But obviously, the hype on the kid, especially in France, you would kind of want something straight away. And there's a lot of debate about whether he's a number six or a number eight. So whether he's just like an anchor or if he's like box to box I think I'm looking at him and thinking with my scouting hat on this guy's a box to box a kind of like Kante defensively in terms of like he likes to get about and get interceptions get tackles 
and going forward, he likes to pick it up. I've seen him come drop in between the centre-backs, pick it up, break a line. I've also seen him pick it up in that kind of, that second third in the middle, like on the half turn, play it out wide or play it into the striker. So, and I see him running back. I've seen his recovery. I think that to put him as a six, as an anchor, would kind of waste his potential and all his tools. I feel like his tools need to go into like a box-to-box player, like Bellingham. I feel like that about Bellingham as well. And so... I feel like we need a six need more than we need an eight. So we need a different, really, really, we need a different profile than Camavinga. But Camavinga is the hype of the kid, the talent. You know, that's a deal. That might be a bargain. We might look at that in five years' time and think, fucking no, 50 mil for Camavinga. You know what I mean? Like, So it's one of them ones. I understand why the club want him, even though maybe like profile-wise, he might not be the perfect guy. And also, can we trust Camavinga in a pivot to sweep up all of Pogba's defensive mistakes and Bruno, like, that's going to be tough as a 19-year-old coming into a new league. You would have to be, like, proper, proper, proper generational to do that, do you know what I mean? So, we're going to have to see. But it's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to be very, very exciting. Yeah, sorry, um, my girl's cat just came in and... and he keeps following me in it. So if you hear a little purring yeah in the back that is him in it, but he's he's ganging it, he's chilling. So just chilling, we're just gonna do the pod together now. But um yeah, now nah, camera fingers looking good, man, it's looking good. I don't I don't think that one do I think that one will happen? I think that one is fifty fifty. I'm looking at Varan. Varan's looking like eighty, ninety percent. Sancho's obviously complete. So let's see in it, let's see in it. But Euros Round of 16, some serious games, man. I think this is the best tournament that I've ever seen, you know, or ever watched personally. Like, I'm trying to think. World Cup. I think I was too young for Euro 2008 to proper remember it. So I can't really speak on that one. World Cup 2010 was, it was good vibes. I I enjoyed, like, the later rounds, like, um, Uruguay, Ghana, um, the Holland-Uruguay game, I think. Um, Germany, I can't even remember who Germany played, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forland, Forland. He was he was going in, but nah, I wouldn't have it as as the best. World Cup twenty fourteen. I don't really care to be honest. I didn't think it was all right. Like I wasn't super super gas for it. Euro twenty twelve was all right. It was good for Ronaldo, but I, I was more into basketball back then for like a little year or two years. So can't really speak on that. I didn't enjoy that like that. Euro twenty sixteen was all right, but it was a bit boring. World Cup was okay, but I feel like. The quality wasn't that great. But this Euros has been serious. Serious, like good goals, good games, stories, upsets, high scoring matches. Like, nah, man, serious vibe right now. It's a serious vibe. And well, I'm going to start with the uh, Belgium-Portugal game. Sadly, Portugal, my peoples, ah, the team, I was, I was kind of wanting to win this, this whole thing. Got bounced out by Belgium. The game, it could have gone either way because Portugal had a lot of the ball, man, especially in that second half. I don't think Belgium were that great going forward. They were, it was a professional performance from them. Like, they dug in deep. It shows, you know, the mentality of the group. Like, they they seem to want it. I feel like I might have underrated them a little bit at the start because I was thinking, you know, Hazard looks washed. De Bruyne, I don't really believe in him in the big moments. Lukaku... Like, yeah, he's good, but I don't know. You know what I mean? At the back, they were looking just hella washed. I feel like they still do a bit. 
but they look good. They look decent. They beat Portugal. Portugal people are talking about Portugal like serious contenders. I wasn't buying it, but you know, to, you've clearly beaten a good team here. Lukaku as well. Lukaku bullied Diaz, man. Got got call a spade a spade, man. Lukaku bullied Diaz. Um, Pepe weren't having it though. Pepe weren't having it. But nah, Lukaku looked good, man. He looked good, especially in like the last ten minutes when he was kind of just holding it up for his team. You know, running the channels and shit. He looked serious, man. So shout out them. Ronaldo wasn't meant to be, but hopefully we can grab that top scorer. To speak on Fernando Santos, simply just you gotta go, bro. Simple as this Portugal golden generation that's coming up. I don't trust it in his hands. The team selections usually are poor. Putting Ronaldo Sanchez in too late. Um, the Bruno thing, I don't know. The Bruno, Bruno kind of, you got to look at Bruno for that one because Santos played him, but he benched him as well. You know what I mean? So I can't even really blame him for that. But starting those two bodyguards, William Carvalho and Danilo Pereira at once, it was just poor and it showed the lack of ambition that he had. So I was not vibing with that at all. Bernardo on the right wing, it just doesn't bang. It does not bang. Jota, just getting too many minutes. Too many minutes. He shouldn't start. He shouldn't be a starter for a contending national team at the level he's at right now. Like, technically, he looks out of his depth in a lot of games. He got a goal against Germany, which is good. Got an assist there as well. But, you know, in general play, like, you know, I mean, you're not kidding me, man. I watched every game 90 minutes. I watched you against um, Hungary. I watched you against France. I watched you against Belgium. And it was just poor, man. It was poor. Like, and, you know, I, I'm not even expecting much from him because I do think he is technically challenged, but he's got a goal in him, innit? And he'll have a good career at Liverpool and he's good for them. But left wing for Portugal, nah, man. And Felix, obviously, the ankle injury and, like, the pendon surgery is probably fucked with him mentally. And, you know, he's been struggling for a while. But when he came on against Belgium, you could just see the talent, the ability, making things happen. I think going into the World Cup, he has to be the starter at number nine. Ronaldo, inside, left forward. And then, hopefully, there's a right forward by then that's ready. You know what I mean? Hopefully, that guy's Pedro Neto. Pedro Neto, sorry, but... I don't know, innit, how he comes off the ACL. It's looking peak, man, but I, I thought this tournament was too early for this Portugal um, team, and it proved to be. And Belgium are going to be playing Italy, who got past Austria in the end, took them to extra time. Chiesa, my man. Listen, don't sleep on Chiesa, man. I said at the start, before the tournament even started, Chiesa is my one to watch this tourney, man. I knew he was going to do the mad thing. I was super surprised that um, Berardi was starting ahead of him. I couldn't believe it um, when when he started ahead of him for Turkey and against, I think, every other game apart from the Wales game. So against Switzerland as well. I was shocked. Berardi, like, you know, he's all right, but Chiesa's a serious player, man. Serious. And you can see from the goal, apparently in training, he's training in the front three with Insignia and Immobile. So I think that Mancini's just said, you know, it's, it's that time. He's ready to unleash him against Belgium. This is looking good, man. This is looking like a good game. Damn. Who am I going with? Oh, this is tight. This is tight. Mm. It's just about whether I believe in Immobile, Insigne and Chiesa going forward against a team like Belgium. But then again, Belgium don't have a good um, back line. 
But I don't know if I trust someone like Mobley in those big moments, you know. And, you know, when like you're getting goals from like midfielders and stuff, it's good, but you need a gunman late in these in this tournament, later in, in the round, yeah, you need a gunman that you can look to. Because you can't be looking to a man like Locatelli to bail you out in a semi. You know what I mean? So, but And Belgium have that guy, Lukaku, who looks serious. Kevin De Bruyne, I think... I don't even know, you know, because I'm seeing reports saying that Hazard and De Bruyne are injured. And then I'm seeing reports saying that they're fit. I don't know, you know. I, I, I think I'm just going to have to go on the basis that Hazard isn't making it. And De Bruyne is making it. I think he is. And De Bruyne, that's a problem in the pocket. The thing about Italy's midfield at the moment is that on the board, they're just looking serious on another level. Probably one of the best midfielders um, in the tournament. Like Jorginho, Verratti, Locatelli. So, they look good, but defensively, there's holes there. You know what I mean? We know about Jorginho defensively. Verratti as well. Like, he has got good positioning, but, you know, he can get still, still get caught out, especially because... He takes a lot of risk with his passing. He passes so um, progressively that sometimes he does get caught out, you know. And, you know, I mean, it's normal. But in that half space, De Bruyne, we know what he's on. Serious, serious, serious stuff. And it's just about if he can do it in those big moments. I'm like, I think that, like, what is it? A, a quarterfinal in the Euros. I think that he could perform on that stage. Um, you know, there's still questions about Champions League final and stuff like that, like World Cup semi final and that. But I think that this this is a calm stage for him still because he's a technically he's a great player. Do you know what I mean? Um, one of the best around, and you know, feeding Lukaku that's just it's lethal. Forgan Hazard looking good, um, Cresco looking alright, Tielemans looking good, composed in the middle, like he you know look like he belongs on that stage. Ah, I'm dodging the question. Oof. I'm going to say Italy. 1-0 thing, something like that. Corner. But it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. And then the next round, this is the biggest shock. France, um, Switzerland. Wow. Wow. There's just too much to even uncover right now, you know. This is what I mean. The talking points are brazy. This game was a shocker. Not in the sense that it was a boring game, but like the shock was crazy. It was probably the second best game. We'll get on to the first one. But probably the second best game that I've watched this tourney. It was just so good, man. And the thing is, I think people going into it thought it was going to be a boring 1-0 Deschamps-esque win. But it was just a complete opposite. Six goals. Just talking points. Penalties. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm talking about, man. Euros hit different, man. It hits different. So... What a game to... I mean, where do I even start? I'm going to start with Pogba, man. What a performance. Like, 10 out of 10. Certified 10 out of 10 performance. The goal. Just the passing. The chances he was creating. It was just beautiful. The dribbles. It was effective. Obviously, it's been dampened by the fact that he gave the ball away, you know, for the third goal for Switzerland. But the thing about that one is... It's kind of like he's received the ball in the middle. I don't think he's checked his shoulder. It's kind of come at him. There's like five Swiss players around him. They were hunting, you know what I mean? What's that? That press, that counter press. Full team press, that FIFA thing. Just straight on him. Because there was just, there was hyenas in there looking for a goal. 
So I think he was just unfortunate. I don't think he was like, you know, got ahead of himself trying to do a rainbow flick or flip flap man in the middle of the pitch. I don't think it was that. You know what I mean? I think it was just honest, giving the ball away. You know what I mean? So I can't really take... How can I even take away from that performance? That was looking like performance of the tournament so far, man. Just ridiculous, ridiculous level. The technique for the goal. World, world class. And... No help. That's what you got to be screaming. I'm not even like Pogba Hive or Pogba Stand like crazy no more. Like, obviously, I fuck with him. But, you know, he's not like one of my top, top, top favourite players anymore, innit? But, like, how? no help. What else could he have done? You know what I mean? What else could he have done? He was carrying guys in that midfield, man. Can't a... He didn't do enough for me this tournament, man. Listen, Ballon d'Or chat was ridiculous anyway, innit? But, when you're getting those shouts... Can I get something in the in a major tourney, bro? And you know what? This ain't me to discredit Kante. He just won the Champions League. What a player. All-time great. But for his standards, it was a poor tourney. Or let's just call it average for, for his standards. You know what I mean? Not trying to get onto him too much. And other people. Who else? Benzema, slow start, but you can't blame him. End uh, ended the tournament with four goals. Did what he had to do. Scored twice in that. Brought it back. You know what I mean? Brought it back in that game. But, ah, uh, Mbappe. Ah, uh, Kylian Mbappe. No. No way, bro. No way you just dropped that tourney. Fam, oh. <laughs> That's a Hall of Shame tournament cameo. Hall of Shame. A, a truly shocking campaign. You know what it is, yeah? And Bappe, I'm a believer. I'm fucking with you. Like, you know, new kid on the block, new era. You know, dethroning Messi Ronaldo. I'm fucking with it. I really like this guy. I think he's a great player. I think he's a superstar. But that is unacceptable. And you know what it is, yeah? I came into this tournament saying this is going to be Mbappe's takeover tournament where and I know people have been saying this was the World Cup by the way and I don't think so because let me just get this out of the way the thing about that tournament was people were still saying Messi is the best player in the world that same year Ronaldo had just won Champions League with Madrid you know what I mean so I feel like too, uh, it was too early in 2018 to say that he was the best player in the world, right? Because Ronaldo was still about, Messi was still about, like, proper. And, you know, it did, it was, it, was, it seemed a bit premature. And so for me, it was like, this tournament, you've just come off, like, two or three seasons now since then of serious balling out in France for PSG. This year, 40-plus goals, Champions League run, you know, hat-trick at the new Camp. Okay, coming into the tournament, the world is watching. We know about you. We've seen you in um, 2018. No Ballon d'Or. That's the next step. Can you drop, an, not an all-time, because that's just ridiculous demands, isn't it? But can you drop a serious tournament campaign, four goals, five goals, win the thing, look like one of the best players? You know, have the crowd of their seat, win the media over, all of that, yeah. Have everyone talking about you, you know what I mean? Like, talk of the tournament. And back that up with a Ballon d'Or at the end of the year. 
I don't think it could have gone any worse than it actually did, you know. Pen miss to send your team out after a diabolical performance. Two big chances missed. Like, he choked. Like, oh. He was so bad. And this hurts to say, like, don't don't get twisted. Don't think that right now man's happy I'm grinning and that to be speaking like this. Like, But you know what it is? You've got to keep it real, man. It was shocking. And now, now it's going to be interesting. How do you respond to this? Because you're the new superstar, man. You're supposed to be the new face of football. Mbappe, you know what I mean? The marketing behind him is crazy. Nike, he's the golden boy for Nike. He's France's golden boy, you know what I'm saying? So, how is he going to respond to this? The media have turned him, uh, turned against him in France. They're talking about Adil, um, Rabiot's mom and all of these things. You know, talking about um, Mbappe, his mom didn't even care. Mbappe, he's the problem, the Giroud uh, saga, you know. Him and Benzema's relationship, um, him and Griezmann, they're clashing about free kicks and shit. And Mbappe, he's coming like a diva. They're talking about him like he's a diva in the media. I don't know how much of it is true, but, you know, the fact that he's hated by a lot of outlets now, a lot of people now. Is he going to accept that villain role like the LeBron did in 2011 when he just lost to the Mavs? This is what I mean. This might be Mbappe's origin story. This might be his LeBron versus Dallas where... He just choked on the big stage. Everyone's hating. He's like, you know what? I need to hit a new level. I need to get to the gym. Let's get serious. You know what I mean? So, hopefully, hopefully he comes back vengeance team. You know what I mean? PSG, PSG are, we've, we've spoken about, oh, I don't even know if I've spoken about it. I've spoken about it on Twitter about the new super team that's being formed quietly under everyone's nose at PSG. Can Mbappe bring that Champions League home? Yeah, I'm saying so. Let's see, let's see what happens. But back to the game, I think you've got shout out Switzerland, man. Can't talk about this game without talking about Switzerland. Granite Jacker, boy, if a player was not Marmite enough, some love him, some hate him. I've seen people send death threats, um, supporting Jacker, like, fam, telling man that are hating on him, I'll kill you, man that are willing to die for Jacker. I don't know what it is, you know, I actually don't know what it is. But certain man, you know who you are on the timeline. Man, love off Jacker. I can't believe it. I actually cannot believe it, the way they back Jacker from. It's crazy. I've seen them throw their own legends like fucking Patrick Vieira under the bus for Granite Jacker. It's crazy. And obviously, there's other guys that hate him, get out of my club, all of that. So, you know what I mean? He's a polarizing player. But that performance against Switzerland, I mean, against France, okay. That was legit. That was legit. Pogba vs. Jacko was looking like a grand spectacle. It was looking like just two ballers going at it. Jacko, proper, proper captain's performance. In there, you see him in the huddle at the end, screaming like the coach. Everyone listening to him, attentive. He looked like a general in the middle. And then, hold on, the quality is still there. Um, in transition, picks up. Just the most delightful pass for that third goal for Switzerland, just right in the middle. I, fam, I think I even screamed when when he played that pass because when he was dribbling, he was going forward in transition. I was like, okay, cool. There's runners, but there's like three man. The defense is is collapsed. It's not set, but like people kind of running around in circles. They didn't really like. There wasn't a clear path, and then all of a sudden, bang! Jacko just played his pass, and like literally as the ball travelled, the pathway just came more open, and it was just like bang. Guy cut, sent uh, Kim Pembe for a hot dog, 
and banged it bottom corner. It was, ah, oh, that's what you know. We just want to scream like, ah, oh, it was serious, a serious moment. We spoke about Mbappe choking it up in the in the penalty shootout. Jan Sommer, shout out, national hero, man, saved it. And now Switzerland are few to play Spain. Like, this is just a crazy story. The France collapse. It's, it's good to see, like, you know that um, Get French Football news page, um, L'Equipe, all these places, man. Right now, man, there's, they're, they're dropping bombshells. They're dropping gossips like Gossip Girl, fam. They're moving like Gossip Girl. So... It's interesting to see how this all unfolds. They're even talking about Varane and Pogba beefing. Like, these men got to squash it before we fucking hit up the Prem. When when Varane arrives at Carrington, Pogba, they got to bless it. We got cha- we got a championship to win next year, you know. So, it's going to be funny to see how, how everything pans out, isn't it? Mbappe as well. There's even rumours now about him not wanting to go back to PSG and that, um, going to Madrid and shit. Everything, everything is hot over there. It's hot over there. Everyone's spun. I think that the early exit kind of just spun everything. And shout out Switzerland, man. Shout out Switzerland. They're playing uh, Spain. Let me just say, like, obviously I think Spain are going to go through in it. But Croatia got at Spain still. Like, that back line, Croatia got at that back line. And Spain did not look half convincing at the back Switzerland, I don't think I think Switzerland had like a great performance. Everyone like kind of put it all on the line, and they got their win against France. But I don't think they'll beat Spain. You know, I think Spain will beat them. But Spain's back line is looking shaky. Obviously, listen, man, been, I've been gassing Paul Torres. I hold my hands up. I've been gassing Paul Torres. Man, know I've been saying I want him at United, looking like a Rolls Royce centre back. But when he came on against Croatia, he looked shaky. In the air, he looks shaky. Do you know what I mean? So it is what it is, man. At the end of the day, it is what it is. I lost this round. I lost this round. I still think that for United, he'll be great. And I do think he's a great player, but he was looking a bit shaky that game. Let me not even lie. Laporte, he's been shaky, man. So I'm not even surprised about that. But someone that really did catch my eye for Spain, Pedri. And you know what? I hold my hands up as well because... I wasn't really buying it with Pedri. People, you know it was, yeah. I was watching Barca now and then. And whenever I watched Pedri, he didn't really stand out. I didn't really know how to profile him, what kind of player he was. You know what I mean? But then all I saw were like Foden and Pedri comparisons. So in my head, when I'm watching Pedri, I'm trying to see Foden. Because of the comparison. And I'm trying to rate him like that. And I'm thinking, oh, this guy, he's not really doing that. But... At this tournament, when I watch him, first of all, the fact that he's 18 and he's like one of the first names in the team sheet in a midfield that, you know, consists of players like Thiago, who can't even get a minute on the pitch at the moment. You know, he's a serious talent and he's rated highly. And he's complete in 90 minutes. You know what I mean? Every time he's complete in 90 minutes. It's not just some like experimenting, like he is trusted. When, when you have the full trust of the manager at 18, whatever level, you're a serious player. And so, first of all, that just catches your eye. And then, when you watch Spain, you realise, oh, everything's actually going through this kid. Like, he's picking it up, setting his little base in the opposition half, in little pockets, picking it up from the centre-backs or from Busquets or Rodri. And he's just recycling attacks. He's starting, like, three, four attacks in, like, a 10-minute span all by himself. Controlled possession. As soon as he sees a pass, left foot, right foot, 
in the air on the floor. He knows exactly what to do. He like doesn't even think twice about it. He's looking like a pass master. And he's looking more like obviously it's a ridiculous claim, like he's not that good, obviously, but the Foden comparison is a bit whack. These guys are very different. Pedri is looking like a Jerry kind of mold. Like nimble, good with his feet, but not really looking to dribble. More looking to just pass, pass, pass first. Control the tempo, speed it up, slow it down. Javi probably played a little bit more reserved. I don't know. They're they're similar. I know people they're loving the Iniesta comparison. I think that he doesn't dribble enough, but you know, maybe that maybe he's he's just kind of finding his his dribble bag in in the pros right now, isn't it? But let's see though. But he's looked good, man. He's looked good, and I think he's gonna cause problems against Switzerland. I'm, I I back Spain, my guy Morata, to do the job. I don't know why I have so much faith in this guy, you know. But I have so much, and he scored that banger against uh, Croatia. I I trust him, fam. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Spain. So that that's gonna be a good one, man. That's gonna be a good one. I'm looking forward, man. Serious games and like, it's unconventional, especially the next side that we're gonna talk about. But even this one, like, there's Switzerland up there. Do you know what I mean? Like, who would have thought Switzerland would have beaten France at the start of the tournament? It's just the magic of Euro 2020, man, and I'm feeling it. But even on to the next one. Um, Alright, Wales, Denmark. Denmark 4-0 slapping. Can't lie, me and MJ, we said in the last pod episode that Wales would do it. Bell, Ramsey, we just believed in them. But, boy, they got waxed. Denmark, um, what's his name? Hoiberg. He's had a serious tourney. Under the radar, but he's been good. A couple of assists as well. Braithwaite looking serious, but hey, he's kind of cold, man. Obviously not Barca level, but he's actually got a little something, man. I'm been saying that he would feast for a team like Brighton, and that Mayli Mayli guy. I don't even know how, to, how you say his name. I think it's Mayli for uh, Mailer, like Mailer for Atalanta. He's balling, balling like that performance. I was watching it like, damn. Serious, serious baller. Um, Damsgaard. Yeah, man. Up the Danes, man. Up the Danes. I feel like everyone's kind of got them as their second team now after the Ericsson situation. Shout out Denmark, man. They're doing their thing. It's just nice to see a name like that. You know, obviously, commiserations to Wales, but at the end of the day, you weren't good enough on the day. Proper, proper poor performance. Outclass, really. It was painful to watch. And um, Bale, hey man, hell of a run. What a career. Time to put your feet up, play some golf, do what makes you happy, man. You, you've earned it. You've earned it. One of my favourite players ever, man. But the game's not in him no more, man. The game's not in him anymore. So what can you do? What can you do, man? Uh, Ramsey, yeah. He wants to leave Juve. I don't really know who's there for him with his wages as well. It might be an MLS thing. Might be an MLS thing for Ramsey, man. Go get that bag, bro. But I don't know. They talk about Arsenal and that. Nah, it's just not going to happen, man. But Denmark, shout out Denmark. And they're going to play um, the Czech Republic, who beat the Netherlands. Listen, man. Netherlands, you look good. Fun team. I was never buying it. Sorry, innit? I was never buying it. Memphis, I'm not buying it. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro, but I'm not buying it. I'm not even hating. Like, obviously, I've been hating. But, like, just now, 
to be real, like, I'm just not buying it, man. I just think you're all right. Like, he's just an all right player. You know what I mean? I think he's been gassed, man. I feel like people are gassing him. Obviously, he's gone boss and that. So, the hype that comes with that. But just watching him, just another nearly player. Just all right. Like, does a cool few cool things on the pitch. Like, but... He doesn't have conviction like that, you know, at the top level. I'm just, nah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Still, nearly, you guys scared me though. You, you guys really scared me this year, man, because everyone was just singing his praises, talking about him like he was world class. So, you guys had me shook. Kyle, like, he had me scared. I thought that United would have just let go another world class baller, but nah, 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 definitely not, definitely not. And you know, shout out to him. He's got his his Barcelona move. He's he's living, man. So shout out to him and good luck to him at Barca. But yeah, you know that guy, bro. Um, commiserations for De Jong I think that he had a good tournament I, think he's, I don't think he's like going to get a move or anything Probably going to stay at uh, Barca But just Netherlands man I don't know Because why now He had a poor game I feel like he's being sca- scapegoated a bit um, By the media and that obviously I'll let you guys uh, Come to conclusions about why That is but he wasn't that good, man. The passing percentage and that passes attempted, it was poor, man, in a, in a knockout game. You know what I mean? For your country as captain, it was poor. Delic, poor mistake. Um, definite red. And I actually liked Delic. I rate him highly. I still do. Don't get it twisted. But it was a poor mistake, man. you got to hold your hands up. Schick, my guy Schick, still doing the business. Still doing the business in the knockouts, man. Great finish um, to seal the game. The check, they just look good. They look good, they look like a team, they know what they're doing, everyone knows the objective, they know what they're doing, they win the ball back, they get wide, they whip it in, whip it in, both goals work from crosses I think, um, like one touch um, shots in a box, you know what I mean, it's effective percentage football man, it's good, it's refreshing to see, and they're not like some crazy part of the bus team, they do attack, you know, Kufa on the right, Kufa yeah, He's funny, isn't it? Like, he's a certified Prem footballer. Yeah, I mean, like, he's a certified Prem right back. But technically, he just looks funny. He looks stiff, in it? But he does, his, he does his thing. He does the job still. I rate him. Suchek as well. It's the same kind of thing. He's like, he's like the midfield Kufa. And, like, his goals, like, in the box, he's a threat. So, shout out to them. And Schick, that's real technique. That's talent, man. That's talent. That's that's coming to light on the big stage. And I'm, I'm super gassed for him, man. And hopefully, I don't know, get a move or get a you know a more a bigger role for Leverkusen. Good luck to him, man. That's my dog, man. But they're gonna play Denmark. Um, I I'm going with the checks, Schick. I'm going with the story, man. I'm 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 going with the with the story, the Schick hype. I'm I'm bought in, man. That's my dog. So I'm going with it, even though Denmark might might edge it. It's a tough one, man. It could go either way. But okay, the big game, England versus Germany. Wow, England done it. I can't lie, I've been saying all week that I thought Germany would win. But here's my... Listen, I've got an excuse. I've got an excuse. I did not think that Southgate was going to go to a back five. I thought he was going to keep the back four. And I said that if England keep the back four and Germany do the back five, Kimmich, Gozens, England are getting tanned. Like 2-0, 3-0 things. And Southgate, listen, people been on him all tournament, but at the end of the day, he got it fucking spot on. So shout out Southgate. Played five. Maguire's in there, never in doubt. Shaw, Walker, Trips, Stones. It was brilliant. Pickford as well. Pickford had a great game as well. Shout out Pickford. Credit where it's due, man. 
everyone played well. Rice Phillips in the middle. I think it was Rice's best game. I think he was good, man. He was good in there. Phillips was good as well. Industrial in there, man. Havertz gave them a few problems in pockets, but hey, that's Havertz, man. Havertz is going to always get in that, those situations. I deeped it. Havertz, yeah. Havertz for me, for Germany, was the best player. Therefore, by far their best player. Like, let down, basically. Two big chances created. Should have had two assists. You know what I mean? Like, they can't. I dare them to scapegoat, man, in Germany, fam. And Havertz is a funny one, isn't it? You know what? People probably been confused. Because all year, I was dissing Havertz. Because he was playing poor. I was just watching him thinking, like, what are you? Like, 80 mil, I just can't see it. And he was poor. Let's not, like, lie. let's not rewrite history. But that Champions League final performance, man, I feel like, I think uh, someone said it well, someone, uh, I think David said it, where it was like, you see, you, you watch Havertz in a Chelsea shirt. And he does a few things where you go, wow. And it's on instinct, like a touch. Pluck it out of the air, nutmeg and through ball, something like that. Just something really quickly, just sharp glimpse and think like, wow. And then like two minutes later, he fails to control a pass from five yards. Do you know what I mean? Control a pass from five yards. Like, it was just weird, innit? It was just like you could see it, but then at the same time he was playing bad, but then you could see it a little bit, you know what I mean? And then... In the Champions League final, I think for the first time, it all came together. And he got his goal. But he also got a very well-rounded performance on the biggest stage for the underdog team. That's what you pay 80 mil for, man. And from then, it was like, how can I hate on this guy? Do you know what I mean? On the biggest stage, you're 21 years old. You're playing for the underdog in the game. Like People, fought, people had City favourites. And... You're in and out of the team. You've had a bad year. You've come in and you've done that. You've dropped that performance and been the decider in the game. Won, won your team a Champions League. You know what I mean? Like, I can't hate on it. I have to respect it. And from there, I started to profile him more. Understand the kind of player he is. Between the lines. Keeps it simple. He doesn't overdo it. Just one, two touch. And it's more often than not, it's on point. And recently, it's been on point. Touch is always there. Damn, set off, half turn, bang, killer pass, get in the box. You've seen it against Portugal. He ripped Portugal to fucking shreds just in the box for movement. Diaz's own goal looked like a Havertz goal. Then he got his goal in the second half. Just, he's so intelligent. And in the England game, he was always the spare man. And it's not a coincidence. He was the spare man in midfield. Getting in that pocket, playing Werner through second half, playing Muller through, just not even thinking, just automatic. Doesn't need to dribble, you know what I mean? Because then he was trying to dribble. There was a bit where he did try to dribble past Sterling, and Sterling just had it under wraps and got the ball off him. So it was like, you know what? Maybe he's not that super take on guy, you know what I mean? But he will pick it up and he'll play it around the corner. Then he'll get in the box and he'll score. He's like he's like a nine, but like a ten hybrid. Like, I think in a in a front two, he would work so well. Like, coming in, dropping in between the lines, playing the pass or getting in the box. You know what I mean? Nah, man, it's exciting. I'm a believer. Havertz, listen, I'm a believer. And he was so good for Germany against England, man. He was let down by Muller and Werner, man. They just weren't good enough. But you know what, Werner, I wasn't surprised because he's not good enough. You know what, congrats on the Champions League. Even in that game, he just looked technically out of his depth. You know what I mean? So... It's just been that way, isn't it? So I can't even like get onto him, but nah, man, that stage is too is too bright for him. But England, man, it just all came together. 
it was a great performance. Everyone did their bit, man. Everyone. And, you know, to go to the front line, Kane, it's been a rough tournament, man. Even at halftime, guys are saying, Kane, world class. How can you call Kane world class? Oh, best strike in the world. How can you call it that? You know, he's had a poor tournament, but, you know, Cream always rides to the fucking top, man. Everyone, listen. Too much disrespect on Kane's name. You guys don't know who he is. He's a gunman. He's a gunman. He looked like he was running in quicksand for most of the game, but he still gets goal. He got that. He got that goal. And listen, man, people have been talking about, you know, group stage. We we, we ain't even fucking with the group stage. We don't care about the group stage, man. We don't care about the group stage. We're here. Knockouts, we're here. We've arrived. We've scored. Lukaku, I'm waiting for you. Nah, that's shameless. That's shameless. Aye, that's shameless. But listen, Kane, we're talking about all the big nines, Lewandowski, Lukaku, all these guys. Kane's the only guy with a knockout goal so far. So listen, man, man, gonna parade that. Let me be shameless, man. But Kane's arrived. And now I back him. Ukraine, I come off it, mate. I think he's gonna score a brace. One or two. I back him, serious. I back him. And I think he scored a nice one as well. Good finish on the half turn, on the swivel, something like that. You know what I mean? So Kane, I'm here. Let's go. And Sterling as well. Sterling is the man for England this year. This tournament, he's been the man. 1-0, Sterling, Croatia, 1-0. Uh, Czech Republic, 2-0. But he got the first goal to um, against Germany. He's the guy. Put some respect on his name. Because you know what? I'm, bruv, I was fucking debating with people in May and April whether he should be on the plane. You having a fucking laugh? I'm seeing people say Sterling shouldn't even get on the plane. Oh yeah, Grealish is balling this year, Mount and that. But you know that Sterling's gonna start. Yeah, I know that Sterling's gonna start, cause he's a goal threat. Listen, goals win games. Do not underestimate the fucking importance of a goal scorer. Even if he's not had his best goal scoring year, when you see what he's done, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, bro. You're allowed to have a downturn of a year. Like you're allowed to have a down year, and even in the down year, he's still scoring. Listen, he knows where the back of the net is. He is a bagsman. Even for the goal, you see him in the box making a striker's movement. This is what you need. You don't have that. We don't really have that in the England squad. Rashford is a similar player, but he doesn't have the goal scoring instincts of Sterling. Grealish does not have the goal scoring instincts. Foden doesn't have it. Even though he d- Foden does have good goal scoring instincts, but not quite Sterling. And Mount as well. Do you know what I mean? Sterling is so vital to his team. He's undroppable. He's absolutely undroppable. Absolutely undroppable. He has to start every game. Semi quarter, semi final if England get there. And it's good, man, because you know the amount of shit that he's got from the fucking media. You guys know. You guys know. So I'm super gassed for him, man. Sterling's the man. Sterling is the man. Would be nice to see Rashford get a bit more involvement and Sancho as well. From a United um, perspective, but they got to wait their turn. This, these are world class players. We're talking about Sterling. You know what? To drop, what, to be doing what he's doing in you know an international tournament where the cream rises to the top. He's world class. He's been world class. He had a down year. Cool. You could say he didn't have a world class year. That's fair. But world class talent, like there's something about it. It just rises to the top, man. In the big moments, and and he's there, man. He's there. It's undeniable now. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Um. So, like, you know what I mean? I'm t- as well, Grealish coming on. Everything's changed. The game just opened up when Grealish came on. Got the two goals when he came on. Got the assist for Kane. That's serious, serious um, talent. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Sancho, Rashford, at the end of the day, you just got to wait your turn, man. 
there's some serious ballers here and you know Rashford's time will come in the England shirt and I, I believe Sancho as well as well do you know what I'm saying so it's good and you know what the way the squad are moving the community cohesion is crazy these guys are moving like best friends like all of them you just see I was watching a video earlier you see Rice and Shaw and Saka just talk about Love Island and shit like just the togetherness can't lie before the Germany game I wasn't a believer but now I think I'm a believer I think England can do it you know I actually think England can, can do it Especially when you look at um, their side of the round, like their side of the you know the, the knockout, like Ukraine, Denmark, Bel- um, not Belgium, um, Czech Republic. Come on, man, that's doable, man. And then who can, who are you gonna see in the final? Someone like Italy, Spain, Belgium, maybe. That's beatable. That's beatable. So England, let's go, man. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But yeah, England versus Ukraine. So Sweden, Sweden got knocked out by Ukraine. Um, I didn't watch all of this game. I watched a bit of it. I saw Zinchenko score. Um, that was a good goal. Zinchenko's a baller, man. Shout out Zinchenko, man. He's doing what he's doing. Shevchenko as well. Shout him out because he's got a good team there. You know what I mean? Like he's he's manifested a good team for his nation. You know what I mean? So shout out to him, man. I know they're probably going crazy in the hype in Ukraine's probably crazy right now. So. Shout out them. They look like a good team. They look like they can score goals. Yarmolenko looking like Robin when he puts that fucking shirt on. Shout out them. But England, too many world-class players, man. It, it's that time, man. You know what I mean? It's that time. I feel like, you know, over the years, been reluctant to call England one of the favourites or believe in the talent, even though they had guys like Gerard Lampard. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I always feel like there was this underdog mentality with England. But, you know, England have some of the best players in the world. You know what I mean? Like, let's just speak on it, man. Let's just be real with it. Grealish, Mount, you know, these Foden, these players coming up, these are some of the best talents in the world. Grealish, I know he's a bit older, but, like, his emergence on, onto the scene this year has been crazy. Sancho, Rashford, guys that can't even get into the team. Like, these are, like, people calling them world-class. Like, maybe that's a step too far right now, but, you know what I'm saying? This is the level Sterling, Saka, like, this talent is just crazy. Maguire, Stones, Shaw, Chilwell. It's just, come on, man. Let's just start talking about England like one of the big boys in football because they are man. So I think I think it should be it should be a formality this game like just a one nil two nil. I I don't think a three nil. England not really that kind of team. So it's gonna be good. Though. I'm excited man. So let's see what happens in it. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah man. I feel like I covered everything really. Um, Ronaldo's still there. Five goals. Let's try and wrap up that golden boot. I don't even know who can catch him now because Forsberg's out. Oh, Schick. Schick can catch him. Or maybe Kate Kane. Late golden boot charge. I'll take it. Or Sterling. How many Sterling got? I think he got three. Hmm. Right, let's see, man. Let's see. But it's going to be good. Lukaku as well. Aye, man. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be good. So, that's the roundup for this round. Obviously, a bit of Sancho talk earlier. A bit of, you know, United transfer talk. I, I can't help myself, man. I can't help myself. If you're still listening, thank you for tuning in. Um, next episode probably gonna be I don't know, maybe a cheeky little semi-final preview, quarter-final review. Maybe if there's a couple new transfer things coming in, I've got a big transfer episode lined up. So now, nah, man, exciting times, man. Thanks for the support again, and yeah, man. See you guys next time.